The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you what, who deserves a shot in the United States. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious about Hypnosis. Let's get so psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to the Rawcast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? Um, what's going on, Don? Listeners, um, Semi, my girl Miss Semi made a good point on the NXT cast last week about people in the industry not understanding certain things and it's not being for them. Mm-hmm. So, um, so when you know, when I was listening to a, another podcast. Uh, by one of my um, other, one of I'll say one of my top, I'll say top five managers in the um, in the in the business all time. Does it have so to be they from Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, he, he carries he carries a tennis racket. You know, okay, to wear glasses. He, he, yeah, some wears a suit and manages you know some of the greatest. Um, well, one of the greatest tag teams. Of all times, um, you know, so you know he was, um, and he was he was talking about NXT, and he got to the part about um, Hit Row, and so he was saying that you know he he knew who Ashanti the Adonis was because he introduced himself, and he knew who AJ Francis was because AJ Francis was on the. Um, that A show, but it was um Yeah, the Lost Treasures for WWE. Lost Treasures though. Yeah. He didn't know um, he didn't know I guess he didn't know who B Fab was and he didn't know who Swerve the actual in North American champion is. And I'm like you put me rest in mind that it's like could be a simple little guru type search in your in your search bar just to say, Oh hey, that's he's the NXT. That's who that was in that cipher. He didn't. I guess he didn't understand what the cipher was. He called it. He called it amateur rap. That was like amateur rap. <laughs> like, my like, amateur rap. I was like, you know, I was like, you know, whatever. But I would say, say, you know, for semi if it's if you don't understand it, it's not for you. So. Yeah, I think that was the whole synopsis of the uh, of a lot of the um, analysis of the hit row cipher from last week. Um, yeah, if you you know had melanin in your skin, you probably thought it was the greatest shit you've seen in a long time. If you don't season your chicken, then you was probably like I didn't. Get it. 
keep those seasons in check. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, Nick, did you did Cornette's wife season her chicken? Uh, they're from Kentucky, so probably. You know. Okay. You know what? You know what? I'll say I have. I work with a nurse who's white, and she always talked about how she seasons her food and everything, like her collards and things like that. So you know that you might be right. They, they, um, they, some of them folks do season their food, but if they're not understanding of the culture, then of course they're not, they're not gonna get it. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, and like Miss Simi said, if you don't get it, then it's just not for you. And that's fine. You can be on the outside looking in and come back around when the wrestling part starts back and you can be entertained again. But you know. Yeah, because they were talking about how um, I guess they said the best the they would be told the best match was um, the best two matches were you know, everybody was giving rave, rave reviews on Cameron Grimes and LA Knight and I guess the other good match in their eyes was um, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly too. Right, right. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see uh, Cameron Grimes as a butler, but uh, we're getting a little sidetracked here as this is the Raw cast. I know you don't want to talk about Monday Night Raw, but we got to, Mo. We got to. Oh, no, we can talk about it. I was just, just saying. Um, no, I was, just, I was just saying. That's just... Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, my intro, I was doing my intro and just saying, you know, basically that's what that was. We're here to preview Money in the Bank as we start off the show. But first, before we get there, got to go back to Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese because you know we got to get the Mo Meltzer news. Mo, what you got for us this week? Yeah, this is the Mo Meltzer news. Um... Stuff happened over in wrestling. A lot of stuff happened in wrestling. Um, first things first, rest in peace to Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Um If you watched, you were watching wrestling in the 80s. Well, did, did you wrestle in the 70s? In the 70s, yes, sir. 70s, okay. 80s, and 90s. Yeah, so uh, while well, I saw him, I caught him in like the in the 80s um, when I started watching. So, um, he passed away really um, Monday, Sunday, over the weekend, I believe. I think it was Monday. I think it was yesterday. Okay. I know because his son posted an um, Instagram post saying his, um, he passed away and everything. So, um, if you listen to the show a couple weeks ago, me and Don, Don brought up the, the whole thing about um, when he turned on um, Terry Bollea, and he, that's when he joined Heenan, um, Big John Stud, and King Kong Bundy, Adrian Adonis. Yeah, yeah. that was Big John Stud. I thought, oh, yeah, it's big. It is. Well, they're wrestling. The the way it's set up is there's a tag team match between Big John Stud and King Kong Bundy versus Hulk Hogan and Paul Orndorff, and uh, right. So they go back to the locker room and 
something happened where like Paul Orndorff tried to call Hulk Hogan, but Hulk Hogan was like, "Oh man, I was working out, and you know how I get when I was working out. I didn't hear the phone yeah. ring. As soon as I heard that you had called me, I called you right back. You didn't answer me, so just forget about it. Let's go out here. Let's you know keep our head you know in the match. Forget about what happened. Let's go win the match. So they come out. So Paul Orndorff is like walking out first, and he's like the first person you see when they come out of the locker room. Then Hulk Hogan like runs up in front of him, like you know you see him sprint to get in front of Paul Orndorff and start doing the Hulk Hogan thing. So Orndorff has already got this look on his face, like look at this clown. So they get into the match or whatever. Orndorff, you know, starts the match or whatever, and uh, there's this one part where he's gonna like body slam he motions like he's gonna body slam big john stud so he tries to go body slam big john stud and of course john stud blocks it so ho hogan like tags himself in and uh they you know he's wrestling back and forth he's taking them both on and then he actually body slams big john stud and he does the ho hogan pose thing and paul orndorff is on the apron pissed so it breaks down uh they're beating up hogan hogan's reaching for the tag Orndorff is reaching out for the tag, but they knock Hogan into Orndorff and knock him off the apron. And so then they start beating down Hulk Hogan and it ends up being a disqualification. Well, Paul Orndorff finally like gets in the ring, clears out, you know, Big John said King Kong Bunny, whatever. So he helps Hogan up, you know, the crowd's milking it. He raises his hand, you know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, close the line. Then he picked him up and gave him the pile driver, left Hogan yep. shaking in the ring, and he joined. Uh, then he walks out, and they show him joining forces with Bobby Heenan. Was the Heenan family at the time? It wasn't quite called the Heenan family, but it was, yes, the the very beginning of the Heenan family. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, that's what we, we was talking about, and um, he, he – um, like I say he wrestled throughout those three decades, and um, you know he was one of those just wrestlers that you know when you see them, you just I always see them as a heel. I never saw him as a face. So really, oh, oh yeah, the uh, Mister Wonderful as a baby face is amazing. In the like seventies, uh, he was a baby face, young, up and coming, scrapping young man. Uh, known as the Brandon Bull. He was like a standout in football and basketball and track growing up. He was like very good, just, you know, super athletic, talented guy that got into professional wrestling. Uh, probably most famous thing that he did in WCW was when he was an agent after his wrestling days. Uh, there's a story that he was trying to gather up people to do their interviews, and one of these people was Vader. And apparently Vader can be very difficult to work with. <laughs> yes, so yes. This yes, had yes. been kind of an ongoing thing. And so it's time for Vader to do his uh to do his interviews and, and and Paul Orndorf can't find him. Well apparently I guess Paul Orndorf is like, you know, fed up with it and he confronts Vader. And the famous story is that basically he took Vader down and was stomping Vader out in the shower with some flip-flops on and basically right. and, 
basically, if he would have had on some regular street shoes, they, they said he probably would have killed Vader the way that he was stomping and his head was bouncing off of the shower. So, yeah, needless to say that you didn't really mess with Paul Orndorff uh, like that for real. At all, yes. Um, yeah. So he definitely, um, you know, a lot of fans reached out. I mean, fans, old light and wrestlers, you know, they, um, know, reached out, you know, said their condolences, talked to memories and everything, and just, um, yeah, it's just one, this one of those. Um, wrestlers that, like I said, you know, you just see him, you just like, wow, like, you know, like, that's Mr. Wonderful, and you just watch some old clips from him, and you just see, like, you know, just somebody in action that was really good at what he did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure. He, did go to, um, he did go to WWE Hall of Fame in 2005. Um, he was inducted into the um, Cauliflower Alley um, 2016, the Luthez Wrestling Hall of Fame, 2017, and in 1986, the Wrestling Observer Observer newsletter that was a feud in with him and um, Terry um, Bolia. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, so rest in peace to Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Um, let's just move on. Um, so it looks like Jimmy Jimmy um, Uso isn't going to be might not at the, at this time be seeing any trouble for um, what happened um, his DUI arrest. WWE released a statement saying that um, what they say to um, WWE wrestlers are independent contractors. I still hate that term because they're independent contractors, and that means they can they should be able to go out and do games on the side. Aside from WWE, without no pushback, but whatever. So he, um, they said they're independent contractors and what they do, they're responsible for what they do on their own time or something, some shit like that. And then, um, so apparently, the whole um, the whole climax of the story is supposed to be uh, Roman versus The Rock, Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania might be. Either next year or in in Los Angeles, they could be doing the whole um, like they would Cena in the Rock, you know, um, headline WrestleMania back to back, you know, two years in a row. Right. Well, um, so somebody told you that when this first started, with this head of the table, Chief. <sighs> family oh. name, that there's only oh. one end goal to this, to how this... I know. I, I saw this too, dog. I mean, I saw this too, of course. The booking is just too easy. But yeah, hopefully they can... I would do two years. If they can get it for Hollywood, it makes more sense. Yeah. And uh, fuck that Twitter user, part of my language, but fuck that Twitter user that um Try to blame Naomi for what was going on, you know, talking about um, she'd been a bad influence on him, and um, if he would let her go, he would be in a better place. Like, sir. 
we are we are not going to get to pay too much attention to those people who have made our dear Naomi delete deactivate her account for a short time, giving her uh, all kinds of grief over choices that her husband, a, a grown ass man, made uh, that she had nothing to do with, wasn't even you know in the same vicinity as him apparently when this was going on so yeah it's it's it is just ridiculous uh the things that people have tweeted towards her in the past week since that's happened um yeah so that's i was like that's all they that's all people um like said about what she said her i'm like is everything okay and then all of a sudden, and that's when I saw that some that the guy had said to her, um, had said that to her and caused her to delete her account. It's like, what the hell? But she still has me blocked, so I'm like, that never say anything negative about her. So <laughs> anyway, um, Chelsea Green is. Um, has signed with Ring of Honor. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. She was in there. She's announced to be in their women's tournament, right? Right, but no, her not, I think her 90 days isn't up yet, so she can't officially wrestle. Wink, wink. Um, yeah, so... But speaking of 90 days not being up, um, if you watched AEW last week, <laughs> you saw that um, that they have a new addition to their roster. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, uh, Tommy N, Alistair Black, Malachi Black got, mm-hmm. got through on that old technicality. Right. And I, I just want to know who who did not read over that information to see that his um his clause was not up for um only was up for 30 days yeah well it was probably the nxt contract and that's what it is the nxt contract but it didn't get changed to yeah, a main right. roster yeah main roster contract right that was like how did you manage to not know that and apparently for what the promo that he cut, he said that he was in the same asylum for two years. <laughs> <laughs> and then that he, um, his I got injured by another inmate. Meaning Seth? Seth or Buddy Murphy, whatever you want to um, attribute that to, but okay. I guess you want to call saying Seth's no, insane, then go right ahead. <laughs> so, I think while talk about continuing the story and everything, that's you know, really interesting. But you know, he he came out there, gave Black Mass. I don't even know call it. He probably won't call it the Black Mass no more. But gave Black Mass to Arn Anderson, a very soft selling one. And then yeah, Arn Anderson is sixty two years old. He can't be taking them bumps like that no more. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying. It was just it was. And then next thing you know, Cody caught it and. Everybody's thinking like, oh, he's going to be stuck in the Codyverse. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I hope not. I mean, Miro got away from it. 
and Miro's the TNT champion. So you never know. Uh, let's see. Let me see if anything else is going on because we got stuff to talk about. And um, so I said that the um, Mr. Ondorf's uh, Paul Ondorf's funeral was going to be public. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Oh snap! No, I'll talk about this in the case. I'll talk about this in the case. Um, so Buddy Murphy is, is looking at he's going to be facing um. Brian Cage um, in his first match outside of um, um, post WWE. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Um, they changed the, the dates for the draft, so it's not going to be the end of August, September. I think it's going to be in October when the Raw around the Raw season premiere. It's going to be like Raw is going to be in season thirty, the thirtieth. The season for me is going to be the 30th um, season of Raw. So. Wow. Yeah, 1992. Yeah. I mean, that's good, though. I mean, I, I mean, we, it gave us ups and downs and some more ups and right now more downs. So. Yeah, definitely more downs. Right. Um. Yeah, so... Oh, also, Buddy Murphy said he wasn't... Comfortable kissing the Liam Mysterio, so at least somebody has some. Um, at least you know he. From, from what I read, he was told that the um, the producers, him, uh, two producers, came to him and said, "Hey, we're gonna." He said, he said the story was cool, you know, like Aaliyah trying to get, trying to, I guess, trying to, trying to date him, and he's saying, you know, he didn't want to because of the age difference. But then the producers came in and was like, they had to meet with Vince, and he was like, you know, they wanted him to kiss her. And he was like, what? Come again? And he was like, yeah. And, mostly, and he looked at the other producer, and the other producer was not in agreement. So, you know, he wanted to, you know. He didn't want, to, get, he didn't want to face, he didn't want to have any problems with Angie. I told you, Angie want air out the airway center. She was she was ready. She was ready to air out the airway center. Um Bossy Bronze, um, they're officially all elite, even though they were on the they've been officially on AEW, you know, proper, but they're officially all elite now. So they might not be they might move up from dark and dark elevation to the main show, more features on the main show. Also, uh, Brock Lesnar guy has a new has a ponytail now, apparently, and a and a new beard. Yeah, and he was like, he seems like a butcher now. He was he was cutting up some meat. <laughs> apparently. Um. Yeah. So. Um, there's some other stuff going on. They didn't, they didn't push it back to the, the docs, the documentary, the Nexus documentary, and uh, um, I guess the NWO. No, it was the NWO uh, Broken Skull um, sessions with um, Kevin Nash that got pushed back. Um, apparently, I think we already knew this. 
Shane Thorne and me and, and me again will be going back to their names um, when, um, whenever they come back to TV. Mm. Which is why me and him is not um, it has not been on TV yet. I, I really don't know why. Um, also, um, Kola Obushi is his cast of Strong Style. Um, he got had some he got sick due to the vaccine side effects, so mm-hmm. he'll, be, he'll be missing some time. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back in the. They got two weeks until his championship match against uh, Shingo, so hopefully mm-hmm. uh, that'll be enough time for him to get whatever over whatever. Yeah, my cousin uh, had the same thing happen. Uh, he got vaccinated. Uh, Took his second dose, was fine, and then like a week or two ago, being this past weekend, was having problems breathing or whatever, uh, got tested, had COVID, and had to go in the hospital. So y'all be careful out here. Definitely, because COVID is not... It's still real. It's definitely real. That's why like I was watching those uh, fans outside of the Milwaukee game. I was like, dog day close. Super close. Right. Like I said, I went, to the, I went to the baseball game on Saturday, and I still was wearing my mask. Even I still was wearing my mask, and luckily I didn't have nobody sitting directly near me. Like, my, my row was empty, and it was like the people in front of me was like some seats over. They weren't right, really, really up on me, nothing like that. So, you know. Wasn't trusted. I mean, I was trusted, but I wasn't too trusted, you know. That's right. All right, that's it for the Mo Melt segment. You know, every time something does happen, it seems to happen after we record. Yeah, so. seems seems to be Friday. Friday seems to be the the day where all the stuff happens, doesn't it? Right. Last week, Bailey blows her knee out. When's she doing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget about our role model. Um. Speedy recovery to our role model Bailey. Um, hopefully, I hope that she does commentary because we need you know her her recovering and just giving her and um, Pat McAfee giving Michael Cole hell on the commentary table would be so so good to my ears. <laughs> uh, also, shout out to Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks for winning the ESPY for. Uh, best moment in WWE over the weekend as well. They look lovely yeah. out in the rain. She made a point to say that she told to tell us that she made her own dress. Yes, yes. Bianca Belair, fashionista, champion wrestler, future whatever she wants to be in the world is her oyster. So, and shout to Martha Floyd um, being you know being her. You know her number two and everything. He playing the background and he let her let her get her shine, and she deserves to get. This is goes. This goes to show. You know when we when we first saw her in the May Young Classic, and we knew she was going to be a star, but we didn't know that she was going to be taken off like this. Yeah, man. I told my mom. Um, I told my mom two things about NXT. I said. Watch out for this girl with this like purplish red hair named Sasha Banks because I haven't seen someone this young know what their character is and how to 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 just play it and antagonize people. And I told her, watch out 
for this other young lady named Bianca Belair. I say it might be a couple of years before, you know, she reaches her ultimate full potential. I was like, but she is going to be huge. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, eye for talent, eye for talent. What can I say? Well, two, well, two more things real quick. Um, it was at WrestleMania, I want to say either, it was, like, was it, I don't know, a couple years ago. I, I want to say it wasn't, it wasn't, I don't even know New Jersey. It was, um, I don't think it was, um, and her, no, the, 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 um, the, the women's family, and they had the NXT women out there, mm-hmm. um, wrestling her, Peyton, Billy Kay. Right. I want to say Tay Auntie was there, and got who else was there, and he was going to smoke. And, um, Peyton Royce was leading the, leading the charge, talking about some we are NXT. And I just look at that now and say, hmm, look who's left. <laughs> and look who got the rocket ship strapped to her back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, the second, real quick to ask you, so since you have this eye for talent, sir, who is going to be, who is your next projected star to come out of NXT? Mm, I think if this tournament goes the way that we think it's going to go, Carmelo Hayes, sir. Okay, everyone, you heard it here first from Don DeLorente. He has Carmelo Hayes being his next star to come out of NXT. Yes, yes. Um, women's division, I don't, I don't, no, you know, none of the, the, I mean, they're really trying to do it with Zoe Stark, but she just doesn't have that same eye-popping, first time you lay eyes on her, know that she's gonna be something special. Uh, at least to me, anyway. Um, so, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We gotta get a new crop of, of women uh, in NXT, since they're apparently gonna be taking all of the old ones and bringing them up to the main roster in the next few weeks and months, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, we'll, we'll, so we'll say that for the end. I'll, 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 I'll you All right, so we we'll get into what we came to do, which is preview this Sunday's Money in the Bank pay-per-view. So the hashtag for the live tweet will be one of our favorites, MoneyCast Holds. <laughs> so, yeah, people really enjoy using this hashtag. It was ingenious when I came up with it because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. All the creative here yeah, I, on this show. I, don't, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do for Money in the Bank because Money Cast doesn't seem that great and all this other stuff. And then I don't know how I came up with that. I might have just been thinking about the song or DMX or something. And I was like, ah, I got it. And uh, yes, one of our best, <laughs> yes, one of our best hashtags was born. So this Sunday, starting at eight PM, we're going back to the old times for the pay per views. Uh, use that hashtag #MoneyCastHoles to share your commentary with color uh, inside the Twitter live tweet. We'll also have the #MoneyCastHoles Twitter Spaces up, so you can voice your opinions and your commentaries with color uh, with us as well. So Twitter Spaces are a lot of fun. Come join us. Come interact with the crew as we're all watching with our sound down and taking it all in as a family. 
So I was there last night. I mean, you ain't and and, and you know I what I didn't get acknowledged. Oh, sorry, Tribal Chief. My bad. You was there though. But I'm not for me. I was just listening because yeah. you said you mentioned you mentioned Miss V. And I was just like, oh, I'm in the spaces now. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> yeah, usually you don't. Usually you boycott on the uh, Monday nights. But as a listener, though, I guess that works though. Yeah, I just want to hear what everybody was saying and everything, you know. And you know that was you know. Miss Miss is the uh, is the is the MVP of the. We hate, she, she hates she hates um, Becky Lynch um, with a passion. Um, uh, I, my personal uh, thing is her fashion cast reviews of people's gear. Yes, yes, that that's always my favorite when she goes in on almost his gear. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Miss V, aka What's Sleep Though. How are you? Yeah. All right, let's let's get to this. Um, get to the who you got. All right, Raw Tag Team Championship. They finally going to defend them. AJ Styles and Amos taking on the Viking Raiders. Eric and Ivar. Who you got? So so that's a bit of bit of disclosure to our listeners. So um, since Bailey got injured on. Um, Last week, um, he um, so they I guess they decided to so move the women's SmackDown women's title match to this upcoming Friday and put um, AJ the the, the the Raw Tag Team titles on the show. Um, you know what? No, I'll, I'll, it depends on how how they, how's Vince feeling about almost everything. Do you like him? Do you not like him? They look at him and says he's a big, tall black man. Ah, he's scary. <laughs> look at him. Look at him. Scary. He dresses like a bouncer. He, he he doesn't have traditional clothing. And he makes noise too. Um, I don't think Chance Retain. That's a very long-winded answer to get to Chance Retain, sir. Hey, Ray Kylie's do that just to say no. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, AJ and, and almost are going to retain the titles. I don't see uh, Viking Raiders uh, dethroning them at this point in time, but it should be a very good match. We'll see how far almost has come along. I mean, those three guys should be able to lead him to a good match. And uh, we'll see if you can do some big man things and possibly get the pin. Raw Women's Championship match as the champion Rhea Ripley is taking on the challenger Charlotte Flair. Mo to the underscore Reese. Who you got? Jack McCain here too. I know a certain Charlotte Shogun might disagree with that, but <laughs> uh, don't make him pull out the Charlotte Flair stat book. You can. <laughs> you know I'll be like, Sir, what? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley as well, uh, retaining the title here. Hopefully, uh, Rhea can pin Charlotte, get her confidence up, and move on to something bigger and better because uh, they have just about run this in the ground for me uh, over the last two months. In the uh, Money in the Bank ladder match for the men. Our contestants are Big E, Drew McIntyre, Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins, 
Kevin Owens, Ricochet, John Morrison, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Who you got to win this year's Money in the Bank briefcase? The field. The field? Yeah, I mean, whoever, whoever gets the title, that's why, that's why I picked the win. This is, this is I know. This is not how we play the game here. So I know. Now, um, when I put it up on the uh, on Twitter on Sunday, then yes, the field will be an answer. Um. Wow. Wow. Um. I'm gonna say Big E. Okay. I like how you're thinking. I like how you're thinking. Um, for you want to win? I know I do want to win. For me, it's between Big E and Seth Rollins, but I just see that Seth Rollins and Edge are headed towards this SummerSlam uh, collision. So I'm going to go with Big E as well. Now we have the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, where our participants are Zelina Vega, no Naomi. Asuka, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Liv Morgan, and Natalia. So, Mo, who you got? Um, there's a mystery person, woman, slated for this one as well, too. No, I think I think that was a bad graphic because that's eight. What? One, two, three, four, five. So, no, 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 that's seven. So, yes, there is one more person. Yeah. And T... B D. Are you going with TBD? Because from what from what the whispers are saying, someone who's been in the admin role is supposed to be coming back. So they've been preparing for her return. I'm gonna go with Danny Deville. As the as the as the seventh per as the eighth person, and she's gonna win. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just to piss off Liv Morgan. Wow. If I get this, I get double points. You sure do. Y'all will hate me. <laughs> you sure? If you get it right with it being Cyan Deville and she win the match itself, yeah, you're 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 definitely gonna get double points. Um, <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm going to put you down for Cyan Deville twice since you put her as your mystery person and your winner. Okay. For the mystery person, I think it's going to be Medium. Okay. I didn't see that. Might as well debut her here in a big spot. And people have been waiting and people have been anticipating. And my winner. Hmm. Hmm. I want to say Naomi, but damn it, I know they're not going to let her win. Um, so I'm going to go Alexa Bliss. That's a good one. Yeah, so I think the mystery woman is going to be me and Yim. I think the winner is going to be Alexa Bliss. And Mo to the underscore Reese thinks that the mystery woman is going to be Cyan Deville, and Cyan Deville is going to ultimately win the match as well. 
Now it's time for our Universal Championship match as Roman Reigns is defending the title against Edge. Mo, who you got? Tribal Chief retains. Yep. I agree with you there, sir. That's what I'm picking as well. I see Roman dispatching of Edge, even though Edge is going to give it one hell of a go. Um, could be a little bit of, uh, you know, unasked for help by a particular someone uh, in Roman's behalf, but we'll see what happens when we get to the match. And then finally, WWE Championship match as Bobby Lashley is defending against Kofi Kingston. Moted underscore, who you got? Based off of everything that's been going on, champ retains. All right. Lashley, Lashley, Lashley. Uh, yeah, I agree with you as well. Bobby Lashley is going to hold on to this title a little bit longer. Uh, hopefully him and Kofi do have a, you know, Matt classic. Uh, and Kofi gets, oh, yeah. Kofi gets more than, uh, you know, two licks in. And uh, we have a competitive match. So... Those are our choices as we look forward to Money in the Bank this Sunday. Uh, again, use the hashtag MoneyCastHoles to share your commentary with color. What? What? <laughs> Whether you're in the Twitter spaces or the Twitter live tweet, we greatly appreciate seeing everybody's comments and interacting with them. So that's Sunday Money night. MoneyCastHoles. What? MoneyCast. What? What? <laughs> Man, you never, you never tried a video for that. They did the remix, the, the remix joint that, that they did for the, I think it was the Corrupter. The one was like Jay-Z, Bleak, and um, Mean Seagull, which I played. I pretty much played that. I, I mean, I played that to death. Wasn't, um, wasn't the Money Cash Hose video the one where they were just walking around the, um, the Bentley the whole time? They never shot a video for that. Oh, okay. I swore that's what I thought that video was. No, the, the remix they did, they did the remix video and it was um Jay Jay Bleak and Beans, they were just rapping in like a little warehouse or whatever and they had the girls dancing and whatnot. Like they had a little dances and they showed clips from that the corrupt I think it was like Mark Wahlberg movie. Mm. But yes, very very Beans said that whole thing about giving you a thousand balls of Memphis Bleak. You know, that's when Baines came out and he was he was rapping. I mean he was re rap stuff, but he was definitely that he was a hungry dude from Philly. Mm-hmm. And this is Bleak trying Bleak trying to stay in, in, in um good favor with Jay Z after, you know, he came and did his thing on um, Reasonable Doubt and got missing for volume one. The Jay Z told him, you know, we try to he tried to try to get you in the studio and you out here uh, you out here you know, chilling or whatever. Yeah, so no hip hop history lesson for y'all folks. You know, uh, Memphis Bleak probably drives Blue Ivy to school when picks up from Dake and picks the twins up from Dake. Stop, stop. Well, Jay Z did say, as "Long as I'm alive, he a millionaire." And I think they said somebody said he was Duce. So, um, he, um, I mean, Jay kept him around because you know he always said that whole that whole thing about um. Um, we want hit away 
Yeah, that was a lot of pressure on Bleak, to be honest. That's a lot of pressure on somebody, you know. I'm you one hit away and you trying to chase that hit, but you know. I thought he had it with that's is that your chick? Cause a couple of weeks ago I went to the I went to the barbershop and it was his birthday. It's Memphis Bleak's birthday. And so they were yeah. watching Revolt. I think that's what they had it on. And uh and so they were running oh, you you chats, the drink chats, you yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they were and they were running through a bunch of Memphis Bleak videos and it's got to a point where it's like, Well damn, you know what? We clown him, but Memphis Bleak did have some bangers. But the thing about is that your chick that was actually a Jay Z song from Volume Three, um, is that your bitch with mm-hmm. it was Jay Z, Twister and Missy. But the whole boot the whole album got bootleg, which Caused the whole thing where he stabbed, where Jay stabbed um, Lance um, Riviera, who was um, Biggie's friend, and the whole um, little old manager, little Kim, and everything. He stabbed Tim because it was worried got around that he was he was bootlegging the album, and so you can't. And so the thing was, he had to he had to change a lot of this, a lot of volume three up. But if you if you get title. Um, it's two versions of Volume Three on there. So you have the Volume Three that was released over here in the in the states with um with um a certain track listing, and so you have the uh, the the Europe version of Volume Three where um it's a couple of songs missing because once you get the track ten on here, it's like I forgot what song it was, but over in Europe, it's a whole interlude. And I was like listening to it one day, and I was like. I thought, you know, I might have did something and went back to the beginning. I looked at that whole song into the what the hell is this? And then it went to Is That Your Bitch? And I was like, oh, he did release this, the direct, that version he wanted to release in the States over in Europe, but he had to switch up. I don't know how, the, don't even get this song in the music industry or whatever, but that craziness. So if you got title, you can hear the, 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 the way the album was supposed to be released. Back in 2000, I believe. Mm-hmm. But it got released at the end of 99 because it was getting bootlegged. Well, and this well, was he, he, bootleg. They had they um pushed the dates up to get the sales up and everything. Well, he learned his lesson when the he did learn his lesson when the blueprint came out because that shit was so heavily bootlegged the weekend before. Right, it, it was. Everybody and had that joint. <laughs> right, I didn't even know it was. I was coming. Like this before I even knew the um, I even knew the um, like the, the the bootleg man would be downtown with all the CDs and everything, and people was like, yeah, I had it album way before like nine eleven when it dropped because I remember him and Fab dropped their albums on the same day, and he was supposed to be on one hundred six in Park, and next thing you know, nine eleven happened and changed everything. Yeah, because uh, probably. 9-11 happened on a Tuesday, so probably that, like, Wednesday or Thursday, people was like, yo, I got that new J. It's like, what? It's like, yeah, I got a, got a copy. It's like, but it ain't even, it don't come out to Tuesday. How you get the copy? Don't worry about it. Just listen to it. Exactly. Everybody <laughs> was like, you know, he was like, yo, I got this. Like, that's how I got Ludacris, um, his, um, his, um, second album. And like right before, like I think a week before it came out, and me and the girl I was dating at the time, she um, we was listening to it 
It was like right, right around Thanksgiving, I think. We was listening to it. And I was like, she's like, how did you get this? I was like, yo, he was like, he had it. And I was like, yo, let me get that. <laughs> yeah. yes. I can actually remember, this is actually going to be 20 years when it September 11th comes back around, but uh, I can remember driving to school that day, going to college, going... <laughs> Oh, today, today's Jay-Z's day. It's like, you know, that everybody's been listening to the album all weekend. Well, today, right. the rest of us go get to buy it. And, you know, then uh, like no. an hour later, the whole world changed. So, In an instant. This, this, this is going to show you that anything can happen. Right, right. The hold on, let's get back to track because everybody probably said, wait a minute, they want this whole long tangent about about Jay Z and everything else, I know. I know if you were just gonna listen to like, I appreciate the 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 the, the music lesson. I was like, you know what? And I said, just be glad it wasn't no um no verses on because then I would definitely be talking about the verses. <laughs> Let's get back to the show because um yeah because my guy Rob was actually decent this week in my well in my eyes. I'll say that. We open with a long recap. Of Big E versus, uh, excuse me, of Bobby Lashley, excuse me, Bobby Lashley, uh, uh, and Kofi Kingston, including last week with the New Day beating Bobby Lashley and MVP. So we see MVP in the back giving Bobby Lashley a pep talk. We get our opening, uh, uh, you know, show credits, and then it's Xavier Woods versus Bobby Lashley. No twenty-minute promo. What? Well, when you when you take. So, <laughs> uh, you, you kind of you can you can make it look at that that way. Uh, a missile drop kick puts Bobby Lashley down, followed by a crossface to make it worse. That's broken up, so Lashley hits the huge spine buster into the spinning big ending for no cover. Instead, Lashley takes him to the outside and runs him into the post, and then the spear connects back on the inside. But Bobby Lashley still doesn't make the cover. He plays around with his food and gets small packaged by Xavier Woods. And Xavier Woods gets the shocking upset victory over the WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. So can we talk about the great well the the greatest thing that happened post match? Okay. You know, you know, you know what happened. When he stormed off past the ladies? Well, yeah, and then you know what happened after that, too, but I'm talking about what Xavier Woods did. I didn't see it. You got to remind me, sir. You so you didn't see the, what, what, the, the video Xavier Woods posted no, by Usher? Uh, no, on, on, his, uh, on his Instagram. I heard about it, but I didn't actually see oh, it. Oh, my God. I thought you saw it. So no, I didn't see it. So, after, so afterwards, he... Um, he went to the back, and so he kind of he did a video where the split screen where he calls Usher, you know, Usher to begin the um confessions. the uh, confessions video, confessions part two video, and so he was like, he's like, yo, Usher man, he was like, yo, he was like, he's like, you know, he was like, no, Usher was like, I'm in, I'm on the studio. He was like, no, it's gonna take, it ain't gonna take long. He was like, I pinned Bobby Lashley, and he was like, what? You you, you can't be serious. He's like, no, I really. I did the small package roll up every day. So if, apparently, Xavier Woods said he did the Shining Wizard and they took it out. So in the video, he was like, I did the Shining Wizard, but for whatever reason, they, they, they took it out. I was like, editing. <laughs> I was like, editing. <laughs> Somebody did some editing on this match. 
but yeah, so um, he did the um, if you go see it, you'll see him um, talking and then um, talking to Usher, and then you know, when Usher walks up going, Every time I was in LA, then Xavier would start singing that part too. So <laughs> he was, but he definitely was like, um, <laughs> but he everybody was laughing at that. Um, Seth Rounds every tweeted was like, This guy's a genius, and other people was watching other websites, like Isaiah Cassidy from um. From um, AEW was like yo, and um, that was hilarious. I was like, David Woods is just great at what he does. Like, like this is this is what the, the, the creativity they need to let the wrestlers be able to do going forward. If you want, you know, you don't want to be the same old. You want, I mean, I understand you want entertainment, so let them be entertaining. You want, you want, you want, you want to be a variety. Was somebody said a variety show? Mm. Okay. Variety show, but you know, yeah, you get wrestling, but let them be entertaining. Let them, like, let them, like, do creative their way. You know, you sit there, you know, doing all this writing and other stuff is like boring. Like, come on, man. After the break, MVP says it's not a big deal. He said, Lashley had to blow off some steam, and Lashley will just be in his guest in the VIP lounge later in the evening. Uh, we look back at Jinder Mahal and Indashir stealing Drew McIntyre's sword last week. Uh, Jinder arrives on his mo- motorcycle and then he is handed the sword. Now it's time for Alexis Playground with Alexa Bliss talking about how much fun she could have with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Eva Marie and Piper Niven interrupt her with Eva wanting to know when she'll be asked a question. Alexa suggests Piper win the briefcase and Eva storms off Alexa Bliss doesn't think much of them so here are Jinder Mahal and Co- huh I'll say do drop <laughs> I think somebody I think uh, Kyle Rian called her the drop hey 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 <laughs> yeah I like that. yeah the, 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 the Twitter spaces was in support of it so we may have a, a compromise uh, so here are Jinder Mahal and crew with something, allegedly the sword, underneath the blanket. Mahal tells Drew McIntyre to come out here like a man, and he can have his sword back. <laughs> McIntyre pops up on the screen and on the screen instead. So Jinder pulls the blanket back to reveal the sword has been broken. Well, that's funny to McIntyre because that's a replica. The real thing is right here. Just like Mahal's real motorcycle is right here. Then McIntyre rips and smashes the motorcycle apart as Jinder Mahal, of course, is in hysterics. I wish he was in with, with, with Dean Ambrose did years ago when he took the car. I think it was Del Rio's car. When he took somebody's car and was driving around with it and got it all muddied up and everything. You know. Could have done like Brock did to that car when they were in Europe that time. Ripped the dough off of it. Oh man! Because they like well, um, prime time and see they 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 did well. He did he did break it up. He could did a better job. Like kind of like on Street Fighter when they used to be the the car, yeah. um, fighting breaking up the car and everything. Right, right. Yeah, that was one of my favorite uh, special boards on Street Fighter was the breaking up the, the car. Uh, Matt Riddle runs into Nikki Ash, who thinks that she should just fly up, who he thinks should just fly up to grab the briefcase. This turns into a discussion of Riddle thinking he could fly into space if he was just at the mall. 
the, the what? What is he smoking? He's smoking something. Uh, he, he, we he, know he what smoke. he's smoking, but what strand is it? He, he got he got that good he got, he got that good Kush. Always, because he always <laughs> always be talking about some off the wall ish boy. I mean, good boy, good gravity. All right, so Nikki Ash, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Naomi are going to have a fatal four-way. Here come Eva Marie in the drop to watch the match. Uh, mm-hmm. Scream scares Eva, but Piper Niven is back up to toss Alexa Bliss over the barricade. Eva goes over to look at her, and Alexa Bliss has disappeared as we take a commercial break. Come back, Naomi grabs her reverse rings of Saturn, but that gets broken up by Asuka's kick to the back. Nikki breaks up Asuka's cross arm breaker to Naomi. More roll-ups get two counts until Naomi is sent to the outside. The Asuka lock is applied to Nikki, but it's reversed into a cradle, and Nikki pins Asuka to get the win. I was surprised that happened. After the week that she's had, I was hoping they were going to let Naomi get the momentum win. But they did not. So, we, you know, hashtag here for Naomi as uh, the hashtag on Monday was for to show support for her and uh, all the things that she's been through over the last week on Twitter and whatnot. Uh, But no, they give Nikki Cross the momentum here going into Money in the Bank. The Viking Raiders don't like being called smelly barbarians, and they're ready for AJ Styles and Amos and singles matches tonight. So first up, we have AJ Styles versus Ivar. The low cross body body crushes AJ Styles, and a big elbow to the face gives Ivar a two count. AJ hits the Pele kick to send him into the corner, but Ivar hits a seated senton, and he pins AJ Styles. I saw I didn't it, it, I saw that this one he was gonna take the fall because they're not ready to let the other thing happen yet, but kind of feels AD was gonna take the fall here. So does he have like he lost three weeks in a row? Uh I wanna say they won one of those. Remember when they the night where he took the chicken wing the uh, the turkey leg from him? The ultimate like he lost three weeks in a row on Raw. Mm, that's what I'm saying. He lost, he lost the rule last week. He lost in the um. Oh yeah, you're right because he lost the ricochet in the qualifying match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, wait, he he ended up getting it, getting into it, right? No, he didn't. Nope, he's yeah. not in it. He's out of it. He's on the outside. Oh, right, because, he, uh, because he lost, because he, um, because, um, the devil's last qualified match, right? McIntyre hit Riddle with the Claymore. I think it's McIntyre, white man, that's right, McIntyre, white man, himself into the, um, mm-hmm. the um okay, yeah, so he, yeah, he did, yeah, okay. Yeah, he out-white manned AJ Styles. <laughs> It was it was a close battle, but Drew McIntyre won by just a hair. Uh, so that leads us to Eric versus Almost. 
A bear hug has Eric in trouble and almost throws him into the corner without much trouble. Eric is right back with some running shots to the face to stagger the big giant, but that earns him a hard clothesline and almost lets out a big yell. The two-handed choke slam follows and almost gets the win over Eric. Were you impressed, sir? Was it uh, everything that you thought it would be? Yeah, but it was what it was. I was like, wasn't enough really too much to, to go off of. Right. Uh, we recap Umberto Carrillo injuring Seamus's nose, putting him out of action for the last few weeks. Uh, Seamus is wearing that Rip Hamilton mask. He yells at Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce for making him defend the title tonight. They don't seem too worried about it. Lucha House Party in the New Day. They share some nice compliments in the back. With the Luchadors gone, Kofi Kingston is not surprised that Bobby Lashley will be back tonight for the VIP Lounge. Xavier Woods is a bit surprised, though, as Lashley already lost to the video game guy. Winning the WWE title is not about the champagne and fame, but being a representative. And after Sunday, Kofi gets to do that again. Uh, we get a video on what money in the bank means for the winners. Uh, it's kind of like a numerology thing uh, where they just kind of go by, you know, give you a bunch of stats about people cashing in and winning and things like that. Who's one of the most and all stuff like that. Seamus then jumps Umberto Carrillo in the back and leaves him laying. After the commercial break, Carrillo says that he can go even with Damian Priest asking if he is okay. Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce say they can postpone the match but Carrillo insists on having the match tonight. So we have Sheamus versus Umberto Carrillo for the United States title. Uh, Sheamus wins with the Brogue kick in 17 seconds. Uh, after the match, Sheamus comes back in to go after Umberto, but then Sheamus loads up the stomps to the face, but Damian Priest runs in for the save. So how you feel about Damian Priest as possibly your next United States champion? Okay. You down with that, like BDP? We'll be down with that, like OPP. Okay, or OPP, yeah. I took it back to BDP because I'm old, a little bit older than you. Uh, we recap. We're older than you. You might be. I'm usually the youngest person that I hang out around. I'm only 41. Oh well, I'm two and forty-one. I think I'm I'm older than you by. I was born in March though, so you oh, just yeah. had your birth. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have about a couple of months. Yeah, a couple months. So we recap uh, Ricochet and John Morrison what they've done over the last two weeks. That's when Riddle rides his scooter up to Ricochet in the back and talks about how he is excited to go out west this weekend. He's going to make spaghetti burritos and watch his favorite western movie, Toy Story 2. Riddle likes it when the cowboy finds a snake in his boot, not that Randy Orton is a snake in his boot. Ricochet was talking about the briefcase, but Riddle thinks he and Orton can cash it in on the tag team titles. John Morrison and Miz show up with drip sticks and uh, they get a couple of words in, and then they ran over Matt Riddle's foot with the wheelchair. So now that brings us John Morrison versus Ricochet. Falls count anywhere. Ricochet knocks Morrison down the ramp, but then stops to shove the Miz's wheelchair down the ramp. 
the distraction lets Ricochet run Morrison over for a two count, followed by a kick to the face back inside. The drip stick distracts Ricochet, and Morrison grabs a roll-up with his feet on the ropes for a two count. Morrison's moonlight driver uh, gets a two, but then here is Riddle to turn Miz over in his wheelchair. Basically, he put the Miz on his back, so the Miz is flopping like a turtle that's been turned over. <laughs> Uh, Morrison springboards into the recoil, but Ricochet can't make the cover. Instead, Ricochet puts Morrison on the bridge ladder that was uh, going across the announce table and the ring, and he hits a huge splash, and he pins John Morrison. Um, He could have done like a senton. He could have done like a corkscrew. He just did a regular old... We could have done a frog splash. He just did a yeah, regular old splash. You got to protect a Morrison, too. He could have done a shooting star press. <laughs> uh, just, and, and where'd that ladder come from? You, you know what? I have no idea. All of a sudden, I saw a later day. I knew something was going crazy was going to happen. They hadn't um, hadn't been nowhere near a ladder all match. Then this thing just pops up. But anyway, to me... Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I said Mick Foley gave this match some props, though, so... You know Mick Foley's giving out props to anybody who's taking bumps to a ladder? He gave props to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn from SmackDown a couple of weeks ago. But that that match was insane, though. Tamina and Natalia are ready for Money in the Bank as Natalia wants to hold the title in the briefcase at the same time. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke come up to call Natalia a fool. Threats are made and Dana has to be held back. Um, we recap Drew McIntyre breaking Gender's motorcycle. Then it's time for Drew McIntyre's history lesson of the week. It's about Icarus who is going to fly towards the sun, which is the Money in the Bank briefcase. His wings are going to be made of grade A Scottish beef, and nothing is stopping him from becoming Mr. Money in the Bank. So then we get the Money in the Bank match rundown. We recap Rhea and Charlotte's battle of the crutches last week, and then Rhea Ripley says that she is ready for Charlotte on Sunday. That brings us to Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. A bridging Northern Light suplex gets a two count, but Rhea gets sent into the corner with her head hitting the post. Natalia power bombs her out of the corner for a two, but the sharpshooter is blocked. Natalia tries it again and is reversed into the prism trap. With that broken up, Natalia finally gets the sharpshooter, only to be flung into the corner for the rope break. The riptide follows that up, and Rhea Ripley is your winner. Yes. This was a match, I think, just to give Rhea somebody else to wrestle and to see if it was Rhea or is it the other people she's wrestling? Because, I mean, if you can't have a good match with Natty, then, you know, you're not going to be long for WWE. I just think that, you know, she's had so much. I think she's feeling that Rhea is feeling the pressure of being the champion at such a young age and trying to have these perfect matches. And I think that being able to wrestle Natalia in this situation right here will probably do wonders for her, especially with the feedback that Natalia can provide for her as far as, you know, maybe she's rushing some things or uh, maybe needs to show a little bit more aggression in some spots. She can definitely point those out and uh, help Rhea in her title run going forward. 
Uh, after the match, Charlotte comes in to chop block Rhea Ripley down, and then she figure fours Rhea Ripley over the apron. Ripley is screaming in pain. Um, this was similar to the Bret Hart figure four. The only thing was it wasn't wrapped around the ring post. It was just a traditional figure four. Um, looked pretty painful, though. Mm-hmm. Charlotte then promises to win the title this Sunday. Now it's time for the VIP lounge with MVP saying that this should be the Lashley Dome. Next week, we're going back on the road. So here is Bobby Lashley, or at least it's MVP introducing him. So eventually, a slightly disheveled Lashley is here, and he asks the women to leave. He says he doesn't like what happened earlier, and from now on, it's time to get serious again. Lashley destroys the entire set, including throwing the love seat out of the ring with no trouble. He says Sunday is the end of Kofi Kingston, and Lashley is going to take care of him like he should have done a long time ago. Lashley leaves. MVP looks scared, and that's how we end the show. So you just skip over him sending the ladies away. Oh no, I said that in the very beginning. When he said he had to, he wanted to talk to MVP alone, he sent the ladies to the back. Oh. He was telling them uh he basically said that uh, you know, when Kofi cut that promo about uh MVP is uh getting Bobby Lashley soft because you know he's he's around the women, he's doing the champagne, he's in the lounge, he's VIP, but he ain't focused, he ain't training. And uh, Bobby Lashley is like, you know what, man, that's starting to become true, and we ain't finna have all that. He is like, I lost to Xavier Woods, I should have crushed that twerk. And so yeah, he said they're gonna get back on track. He said from ten, from this point going forward, no more champagne, no more hurt misses. Just, you know, him focusing on destroying people. So, real quick. Um, so, there was one of, one of the ladies who pulled a ravisher Rick Rude. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, so Kelsey Heather. Is she an actual wrestler? Yes. Okay. She had she made her AEW debut last night on um, Dark Elevation, and she was one of the last ladies on this episode of Raw. Well, that's that's impressive. Wonder how she pulled that off. Well, I'm sure she did. Well, that's what happens when you're independent and you're not signed to one company or the other, you can kind of float around like that. Yeah, that's what um Pineapple Pete here did. He um yeah, after right. after he did he he finished doing his AEW stuff, he was doing the vignettes for um with Bianca and um when she was on Raw. And he was like, How you wanna do AEW like that? He was like, I'm not signed. He said he said, I'm not signed to the company, I'm just I, I'm an independent talent, so I can come and go as I please, which is true. Yeah, very much so. Uh, what were some of your highlights of this week's Monday Night Raw, sir? Um, the um, Xavier winning, um, and how that played out. Uh, Nikki getting a nice roll-up pin on Oscar. 
and Randy Orton's been missing for three weeks, so I wonder what's up with that. Yeah, I wonder what's up with that as well. I wonder maybe if some of the older veterans just requested some time off with their families or stuff before they went back on this road schedule. Maybe you know what? Ones who got granted some time. Yeah, because he probably was sitting there thinking, like, you know, I'm about to be back on the road, so I want to, you know, take, you know, spend time with La Familia. Yeah, that's smart. I mean, it was smart the way that they kind of, due to the fact that they had to get up out of there because they lease was running out. But they taped these last few weeks of te- television uh, in the Thunderdome, so presumably the talent has had about two weeks to kind of rest up and get things in order to go back on the road. So we should, you know, be seeing the very best that these guys have to offer, at least for a couple of weeks, because everybody will have a couple of weeks of rest and whatever nagging injuries have developed uh, in the Thunderdome will maybe have a little bit of a chance to, to feel a little bit better. So next week, live from Houston, Tejas, when SmackDown comes out uh, on, on our screens, uh, everybody will have a renewed pep in their step. Um, I agree with you. I, I really like the the Bobby Lashley Xavier Woods match. I like the whole story, the way that it kind of led into that final promo um, with Bobby Lashley trying to get refocused again. Um, I like the four way once they got Alexa Bliss out the way. Um, and it was just Nikki, Asuka, and Naomi. I thought they had a really, really, really good match. And um, one more thing that I really enjoyed on this show was, surprisingly, Rhea and Natty. They they had a really good match. Um, it was the best match that Rhea's had on Raw in quite some time. Quite some time. That's true. All right, Mr. Moton underscore, we have reached the end of another episode of the Rawcast. So it is time to give your shout outs and thank yous. Before I do that, um, just want to say, um, you know, shout out to Shotzi and um, Shotzi and Tegan um, for making their main roster, for making their SmackDown babies um, last Friday. Picking up the win over Natty and Tamina. And then Tony Storm, you know, she's going to come to SmackDown as well, too. So that's, um, that's a good, good look for her as well, too. Um, also, um, a shout out to you, Don. Um, another great episode. Um, like we're going on tangents about other things. We have to, you know, we try to keep the show interesting and everything. Um, shout out to Simi, uh, shout out to Jay, Terry Boy, um, and Ross Darwin. Uh, anybody else um, on the network, shout out to um, Combo Chronicles, uh, Dwayne Over the Push, shout out to Shogun. Um, yeah, just, you know, anybody who, who come to Twitter Spaces with us, anybody who um, tweets with us, live tweets with us every week. We appreciate the content. Um, shout out to uh, Classic, uh, Sam, Greg, Beauty, the land, the landlady over on um, some SmackDown Matters. Um, got to acknowledge her, uh, Mel, because Mel always gets shout outs. Uh, 
pants. He came to me, um, sits with Apple, roll up Sunny, um, Jerome, aka Word, Khaled Rain, um, Miss V, Miss Jupiter Julep, Man of I'm so mad you got a group chat with them. I'm, I'm, I didn't invite you to group chat so I could cut up with y'all about wrestling and stuff. No, I ain't gonna go say rant about that, but. <laughs> Yeah, and Jakey to text you too. So if I got hit you, I DM you like, um, yeah. So you know, but it's all, it's all good. I'm just, I'm just joking around. Um, yeah. So we we do this for y'all. You know, we like talking about wrestling. We talk about other things as well too. But you know, this is just, it's great just to be talking wrestling and giving our commentary with color. And that's it for me. Thank you, Mr. Mo, to the underscore Reese for joining me once again here on the Rawcast. Uh, again, remember this Sunday night, use the hashtag MoneyCastHoles to share your commentary with color mm-hmm. on Money in the Bank, as we will be watching and live tweeting and also talking to one another in the Twitter spaces as family. So please, please, please share your commentary with color with us this Sunday night. Uh, thank you to Miss J to the Max. Thank you to Miss Simi. Thank you to Mr. Anwar Starwin and Terry's Boy and Miss V. Jupiter Julep and Cami D and Miss Laurie Singh. Um, everybody who joins us in the Twitter space is Kyle Wren. Um, everybody who uses the hashtag uh, Rawcast, Miss Cami D especially. Definitely appreciate everybody listening, retweeting the uh, show link when it comes out, giving us five stars when they listen, rate and review on iTunes. We definitely appreciate that. Continue to support us over on the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media, where you can hear me and Miss Simi uh, review AEW Dynamite each and every week and also hear myself and Mo have some random discussions and conversations about some things wrestling, some things not but always very entertaining uh, you can also hear uh, other content from other uh, members of the CSPN also over on the Dark Match on the Patreon page patreon.com forward slash CSPN media uh, shout out to the guys over at the Comic Book Chronicles as well uh, so continue to support CSPN by going to cspn.us um, listening to the podcast, sharing the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. So for my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been The Rawcast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. You all right, man? You seem kind of tense. Ladies, give him a back rub. Get this man a drink, man. Get him. You said enough. You said enough. Ladies, I I think you need to excuse us for a minute. I need to talk to him alone. You know something? Think about what Kofi said. At first, I thought he was just trying to talk trash and get in my head. The more I thought about it, Kofi was right. Everything he said about you causing me to lose my edge and get soft. He was right. What happened? I lost to Xavier Woods. I should have dismantled that little twerp. I should have stacked his body up and Kofi's body up in a pile of broken bones. I'm furious right now. 
Are you trying to cheer me up with champagne and women? Man, P, I appreciate everything that you've done for me in my career. But this needs to stop now. Back to business. The only enjoyment that I want to have from now on is to destroy every single soul that tries to step up for my WWE Championship. Kobe, I'm going to do this weekend what I should have done weeks ago. I'm going to tear you in half. I'm going to go in to Money in the Bank, the almighty WWE Champion, and I'm going to leave the almighty WWE Champion. So I hope you bring your family and your friends and the whole damn WWE Universe to get your back. Because I am going to dismantle you and do everything that I said I was going to do. Kofi, I hope you're ready to fight, not just for this WWE Championship, but for your life. Because I'm gonna cave your skull in, I'm gonna wring your little neck, and then I'm gonna fold you up in a little box, and I'm gonna send it to the surface with the rest of the little clowns. Oh yeah, the circus is dead. And after this Sunday, so is your career.